0: All right, fired up. We got the rhino here. I got my first guest, Geraldo. Uh, Geraldo has an awesome story he wants to share with everybody today. I will disclaim that we're probably going to ruffle some feathers today, but uh, you know, some people just got to hear something sometimes, and you know, some people got to got to you know face the facts. So, uh, so Geraldo, welcome to uh, you know the Rhino Strength Podcast. You're my first guest. I'm really excited to uh, be able to share your story and and, and really help um, you know get across the mindset of particular individuals. So uh, how about you introduce yourself and, and give a little background uh, of, of yourself and and what's got you to where you're at and what your future looks like?
1: Hey guys, how y'all doing? By the way, it's an honor to be your first guest. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. So a little bit about myself. I'm an immigrant myself under the DACA. I'm under DACA at the moment. And so what? What is DACA? DACA is Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, meaning if we were brought into the country at a very young age, we are given a two-year per- a permit to be here legally, pay taxes, work, but we receive no government assistance/slash benefits whatsoever. But we have to pay all. We have to pay for all of them. Out of our taxes, out of everything that we do. Wow. Um, so, yes, sir. So I've been under that for um, about seven years now. Wow. 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 So I can yes, imagine
0: sir. that's a that's that's a little stressful.
1: Yes. Currently, with uh, with what's going on right now, it's um, DACA is going to be taken upon by the Supreme Court to see if it's going to be kept or it's going to be taken away from us. It was started by Obama, but Trump is trying to trying to take it away from us. So Supreme Court starts our case in November. These past couple of months have been very, very stressful for me, where it's it's impacted my health. Wow. And yes, sir, and I've uh, been to the doctor a couple of times, etc. And and it's something I'm actually working on myself because I've been in the country since the age of five. I am now 25. I know nothing of my home country, and it may be that I have to go back to a place I don't know where I can't fully read or write the language. I can speak it, but reading and writing is a little more difficult for me. What is the
0: process of, um, you know, the, the media sheds light on all kinds of different things. You just never know what the hell is actually going on these days. But, um, you know, I've seen stuff like like immigration is up, you know, and people actually getting their citizenship is up. You know, what does it take to, transfer from this, this DACA over to full-blown citizenship?
1: There is no legal pathway at the moment to go straight from DACA over to becoming a U.S. resident or citizen. The first step is becoming a resident after, man, I might be wrong about this, but I think it's about five years. You have to wait. Then you can take the citizenship test and apply for citizenship. Um, the only way for me to to become a legal U.S. resident is for my father to petition for me, who is a legal US resident, but I am looking at a minimum of a 20 year wait before my case even becomes reviewed. Wow. Or, so there's a
0: there's a whole problem there,
1: huh? Yes, I, I truly believe so. The only other option is for me to get married to a US citizen, which at that at the moment is, I don't know, doesn't seem very likely for me. Why? Um, I've started two businesses that keeps me extremely busy. Right. And but you can't I run a business if, someone, if, if you don't live
0: here. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't run and dominate this business of yours. If, if you don't live here, you know, um, I'm, I'm projecting to the universe that you fall in
1: love. Right, right. No, <laughs> and you're, you're, you're right. I I mean, sometimes I do try to find someone, but it's just, I feel like whenever I do start dating someone, it kind of takes my time away from my business. Well, hold on.
0: Let's talk about that. That's a huge topic that I need to just address right now. And um, ultimately, first off and foremost, you're young and and you've got great energy. We're going to talk about the different businesses um, that you both failed at and you're currently operating and and your future pushes. But one thing that I I, want to express right here is that I've had some amazing mentors in my life. And one of the uh, awesome, things that I learned um, from an individual named Joshua Osborne is the the four F's now I don't know where he learned it but you know everybody picks something different up from other people but he taught me the four F's family fitness finance and faith if you do not have an even balance on your four F's okay you're you're really shooting yourself in the foot so this is a prime opportunity um, for you to find that balance, my friend, because I, I you're now in my circle and the last thing I want to see is you to lose your hard-earned you know entrepreneurship which we're about to talk to talk about in a second over some dumbass political bullshit because that's really what it is. I agree. you know so remember the four F's, family, fitness, finance and faith. We always want to make sure that we have those in a balance. So let's skip all, you know, the the, the, the mushy gushy stuff. Um, you're a rhino, obviously. In the in the in the face of all of these adversities, okay, all of the uh, the fear of the unknown, you're still charging hard in your entrepreneurship journey. So so shed some light on that. What what have you done in the past, and what are you currently doing, and, uh, and and what's your
1: future look like? So. Speaking of the past, I kind of want to, I want to touch a little bit about my, my whole uh, high school journey. Um, in high school, I was a, a very insecure individual, overweight, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, overweight, insecure. Um, and it took until me getting out of my shell, um, which took, took a mentor to help me out. He was my, uh, I call him mentor slash life coach, extremely helpful. Um, he helped me get out of my shell and that's when everything just really started. For me. How do you do I, that? You know, what, 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 what big
0: golden nuggets can you share? Cause I, I work with a lot of introverted type individuals that have a hard time being an entrepreneur just cause you know, they haven't got out of their shell. Give Give a couple nuggets on, on getting out of your shell. That's a good point.
1: Getting out of your shell. One of my biggest thing was setting goals, even if they were small and, and setting a, um, a date by when they had to be accomplished. Nice. What I started, what I started doing was just um, randomly talking to people. I remember one time when Hastings was still around. There was a guy looking at CDs. We ended up both looking for the same CD, and just having the fear of wanting to ask him a question was was big for me. I remember feeling a very strong burning sensation in my stomach to where just just to ask him a question, and I uh, I forced myself to do it and just ask him the question. And from there, those are the small steps I started doing, just saying hi to random people, um, just a quick hi, and that would be it. And then that hi started turning into conversation. Right. And and it just started, you know, small steps like that. Um, I remember my mentor told me that I started to write down on a spiral piece of paper. What I would do is I would write 10 positive things about myself and only focus on the 10 oh. positive things. And I would read those to myself while looking myself in the mirror, looking myself in the eye for about 30 minutes. And then I switched over from that to talking about um, more better aspects about myself that I wanted to improve on. Or, or um, how can I say something positive about myself that I would that I did not think about at the time that I needed to switch my mindset from negative to positive. Nice. I remember I would I would look at myself and read. You are handsome. You are an entrepreneur. Um, you will be successful one day. You will be a millionaire, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Nice. Those are the type of those are the type positive of positive
0: affirmations. Ask.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And slowly but surely, I started to switch over from thinking the way I was to to thinking positive and better. Now, how important
0: was that? As an entrepreneur, how important was that journey for you?
1: Oh man, it's, it's, it's what made me me. It's what's made me the man I am today. Yes, And don't get me wrong. I've fallen down from that again, Totally, but I've, I've picked up on it. You know, I, I started, uh, I started going down the, down the rabbit hole again, whenever this whole DACA situation started coming up that the Supreme court was going to take our case, started feeling bad about myself and, and, um, just feeling sorry for myself in general, you know? And I'm, I'm having to pick myself up from that again, all over again, which I'm, I'm doing the same steps I did the first time and it's working. I'm, nice. I'm feeling better about myself. This is the second interview I've had on, the, on a podcast and it's it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's working and it's, the proof is in the pudding.
0: Nice. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. So um, you said that you, uh, you started a business before and failed. Uh, tell me about that.
1: Yes. So. Part of my coming getting out of my comfort zone journey was dressing like the man I aspired to be. Nice. Which, I love that. I did that growing that up fake too, it,
0: right? Make it till you make
1: it. Yes, yes, it, it truly does. And and that's one thing I would I would walk around in my dress shoes or my jeans and my and my dress shirt and I would always remember this was a huge thing for me because I never felt it back in the day. I'd be walking around and I'd see all these beautiful women just looking at me all the time because i was dressing nice and that's what really helped me also get out of my comfort uh my comfort zone to the point where i was talking to more women mm. and and just going on more dates etc but so my first business was american women my, right
0: we got to find the right american
1: right i, mean, right. I need you here go. my brother thank you sir but but yes and and uh, my first business was to i uh, launched a um online shoe store online hold, store. hold on you
0: launched an online shoe store
1: yes did you have
0: any experience on, on the online sector
1: not at the time wow. I did not yes I went from working in the oil field I was a I was a supervisor in the oil field trucking, trucking company and then uh, the oil field dip this was about 2014 2015 I got laid off because there wasn't uh, there wasn't As uh, as much work to sustain my position, so I got laid off, and I knew I wanted to launch this online shoe store. Instead of looking for another high paying oil field job, I went and applied at Dillard's and walked into Dillard's and demanded they give me a job in the shoe department. Not um, disrespectfully, but walked, talked to the manager, and convinced them, and he gave me a shot and worked in the in the men's shoe department, learning everything I could about shoes. And then uh, the time came, saved up some money, bought several pairs of shoes, had them handmade in Italy, shipped to me, and then I would start selling them online. Wow. I think you did all that because you knew how
0: handsome you were in those shoes and you kept getting all those dates. So you saw a little niche and you went after it, huh?
1: Exactly. Uh The The problem was that in my area of Texas, I live in West Texas, Odessa, Texas to be exact. Is that out here everyone wears boots? No one wears dress shoes. I am like the one percent of the male population that wears dress shoes out here. So I I was trying to market it in my in my area. I, I took a small Facebook ads class and stuff like that and I would push it, push it, push it. It came to the day that I ran out of money and I had to get a job again because it's they just weren't selling. Right. And so I felt like that was my time to, to where I had to move on. I completely ran out of money instead of focusing on other areas where, where that type of, um, of style is more popular. I, I thought I would turn that style around and make it more popular here, which was a lot harder than I expected. Right.
0: Yeah. Too hey, many, too many hey,
1: damn cowboys. Are, I'm sorry. What was that? Too many damn cowboys. Yeah, exactly. So, I kind of learned a small lesson from there go go for more a uh, targeted niche that i know is popular around here was was what i learned from that and learning how to do better facebook ads better marketing which i bought a lot of marketing books since then but yeah
0: digital marketing is a whole animal in itself and i uh i congratulate you for even trying to get in that section but uh it just shows your entrepreneurial drive it, it shows that you know you are a rhino and you don't fear getting out of your comfort zone. And that's that's the ultimate title of this podcast is getting out of your comfort zone. And 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 if you see something, just go after it. Even if you fail and fall on your face and, and 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 spend your budget, at least you learn something. You grow, you move forward and, and 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 you get to your next journey. So where are you now? What are you doing now?
1: By the way, I completely agree with everything you just said. Today I am the owner and manager of, one, a real estate investing company, which we own two uh, multifamily properties. One is a three-unit multifamily uh, apartments. The second one is an RV park. In my area, RV parks are extremely popular at the moment because of the amount of people coming in. Um, The second thing I have going on is a a mobile food truck, which is a a snowball truck, actually, where we make uh, snowballs like snow cones. And uh, I've been doing that for about three, four months now, and we are becoming crazy popular in the area where it's already a saturated market, but we've introduced something new that nobody else has, so we're starting to disrupt the market in my area. I've already had people tell me they come from a completely different town just to come try my snowballs, takes them about a 20, 30-minute drive, and they take their time to just come and try my stuff out, which is amazing, something that I've never felt before. Showing that I'm actually doing something, doing something right. And the following year, I'm looking to franchise out my business, my my uh, my snowball business.
0: So, in the face of all of these adversities, you keep charging forward. That's 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 ultimately what these listeners of this podcast need to recognize today: that you're 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 an immigrant child that is facing some kind of political bullshit. Okay, you've fallen on your face, you've had, you know, self-doubt before, but the inner strength of you continues to charge forward, make something out of absolutely nothing, and 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 really live the American dream when we got a bunch of pansy ass 25 year olds these days, okay, crying because they want you know more rays on their minimum per hour. I just, uh, I just congratulate you um, for the success you've had thus far, because it just really shows that you are going to be that person that you spoke about in that mirror.
1: Thank you. Yes, and and I, I, I really agree with what you're saying about about other other young people like myself. I don't know how many um, friends or associates, people that I've, I've bumped into a known here in the in the past, and they all tell me, they all tell me like, wow, what you're doing is awesome. Um, but it's harder for me. And, and it just really irks me, man, because they're U.S. citizens. They have all the opportunity in their hand, literally in the palm of their hand. But they don't take any action on it. Massive action. Get out of the comfort zone.
0: Massive action out of the comfort zone.
1: Bunch exactly, of pantsies. I literally have a, a, like a poster that I did myself in my bedroom that says massive action is a cure-all. Yes. I read it every morning. I read it every morning. Action is king is my second favorite thing and and uh it's just no one wants to take the time getting out of the comfort zone learning and reading i don't know how many people have called me uh have called me gay on on social media because i like to read because (laughs) i read business books and self-help books and stuff like that while they're watching cartoons and playing
0: video games right i'm sorry while they're watching cartoons and 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 playing video games
1: Exactly. Right. And they, they tell me I'm, I'm stupid because I don't want to go out and buy myself a, a brand new uh, Mercedes Benz or BMW because I'm starting to make some money. No, I'm getting my money. And I'm reinvesting it into my business to help it grow. Far There's up. no need for me to be driving a brand new car at the moment. I'll stick to the car I have, which works fine. If it's not broken, don't fix it. <laughs> I mean, and, and but going back to the subject, it's it's just crazy to me. For example, I have a 750 credits for the last time I checked. Fired up. Whenever I was, thank you. Whenever I was trying to purchase, get a loan for my trailer for my food truck, it was damn near impossible for me to get a loan because of my doctor status. Right. Every political bullshit. Trendy. What? What was that? Political bullshit. Yes, and and it was so hard for me to get a loan, which I had the money for the down payment. I had everything that I needed. But just getting that loan was so hard for me. I was at the point of giving up. But something inside of me, I had kept having a burning sensation in my chest telling me, don't quit. Keep going. So I kept calling around. I finally found a bank that would give me a loan. Look at that. Fired up. But they required a 12% interest because of my status, which to me was like, whoa, this is super high, but it's the best I can get. Beggars can't be choosers. Let's go. Fired up, See and, that? and uh, and how, and, like, and that's I, doing
0: good right now, right?
1: Yes, yes, exactly. See? Because See? even though I'm paying twelve percent on it, I I got the loan. I'm making the monthly payments, but I've been making money off of it, right? amen so it's it's part of it was that it, it hurt because it hurt me emotionally in a way because of I kept getting turned turned down by by all these banks because of my status. Because I have DACA. But it it doesn't, I don't wanna quit because I don't know what the future holds. It's like at a 50-50 for me right now. I may have everything taken away from me and sent back home to Mexico, which it's a country I know nothing about. Or they they do something, they fix something, I get legal status, everything I've built has been building since I started it, didn't give up, and it's growing still compared to quitting now and just sitting down and twiddling my thumbs and saying, well, I'm not going to do anything because I don't know what's going to happen. No, that's, that's, that's bullshit. I can't do that. I have to keep grinding. I have to keep working. One, if it gets taken away from me, whatever, so be it. I can go to Mexico. I already have the experience. I've learned here. I just got to learn their system, but I already have all this experience that I've built here, which I can repeat over there. Hopefully, depending with all the corruption stuff that's besides the point. Um, I can reapply what I've learned here, over there, or anywhere where I go. Man, it's that's not going to sure. happen,
0: though. You, we're, we're not going to lose you to Mexico. I'm, 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 I'm pretty fired up, and I'm pretty sure that uh, some beautiful lady in West Texas is going to hear this awesome podcast. She's going to hear your story, and she's going to want your snow cone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Actually, like, even though I said that earlier, I actually have a date tonight. So oh,
0: see that? You'll be just fine, my brother. Awesome, yes, man. Sir. You know, so how did um, you know, a lot of my podcast listeners, they are digital marketers. Uh, how has digital marketing affected your real estate investment business and your snow cone business?
1: Man, so all of my tenants, except one, all of my tenants were found on Facebook. Mm. So, I would put ads out there, not Facebook ads. I would just post in my local groups, right? Um, post on my personal Facebook and stuff like that. Right. And saying, hey, hitting have, the list. I'll... What was that? Hitting the list. Exactly. H- hitting the list, putting my stuff out there. People, it drew attention. I started getting calls, and, and that's how I've got all of my attendance so far to this day on my snowball business. It's, it's what's making us, I have a a goal board. I have a white, a small whiteboard that I have inside my trailer that has goals on it for me. I have to post a minimum of four times a day on Facebook and four times a day on Instagram. Um, Since I started doing that, since I started doing that, man, it's been picking up. Um, It's starting to slow down. It's starting to get a little cool out here in West Texas and kids are back in school. But even though I do that, I'm still getting more traffic. I've been getting new traffic lately and I'm right down the street, like two blocks away from the most popular snow cone stand in Odessa. Oh, and boy. and even though, yes, even though I'm right down the uh, street from her, I'm still getting a lot of people. Some people that used to go to her have come to me and tell me like, man, these are amazing. We saw you on Facebook and we had to come give you. a starter. Fired up. Exactly. So, so So social media marketing has definitely helped me out. I mean, I obviously I don't know if I I don't know if I'd be where I'm at today if it wasn't for social media. Right.
0: Right. Right. A lot of people don't realize the power of Facebook. I deal with business owners all the time and they're like, no, we don't want to be on Facebook. I'm like, you're crazy not wanting to be on Facebook. That's that's insane
1: exactly and i just created a tiktok account because i'm seeing how everything's switching over to tiktok what's to tiktok i've never heard
0: of tiktok i'm I'm gonna learn something new today
1: tiktok is a it's a it's kind of like the instagram for videos all it is is videos and it's crazy man it's just it's just young kids on there posting these uh these funny videos these crazy videos on there and everyone from gary Everyone from Gary Vaynerchuk to a lot of other people high in the digital marketing uh, scene are talking about how it may be the next biggest thing. Wow! So you hear that? You hear that, digital marketers?
0: Is- we got to get on TikTok. Get get your lead gens on TikTok. Hey, man, I, I got a couple more questions for you before we uh, we jump off here. I. Uh, what what are your plans for the future for these two businesses? You got real estate investment, and you got uh the snow cone. Where do you see both of these uh progressing to?
1: So uh one one for sure case that I'm uh trying to do at the moment is I'm trying to build a corporation to own both of these properties, own both of these uh businesses to get kind of my name out of the loop. Um, number two, the the snowball stand, I am actually in. in in the process of this upcoming year, trying to franchise it out, I already have several people asking to buy in, and and for them to own their own Snow King, and me be, to be able to just get the franchise fee and get my get money without me having to work there. Leverage, leverage that um,
0: system.
1: Yes, sir. And so that's that's what I'm currently trying to do with Snow King and uh, the real estate investing. Is we're actively looking for more for more properties that make sense that make money. And that's and we're trying to keep growing. We are actually trying to raise up some capital right now to um, purchase another another uh, quad unit, four unit. Oh, you hear that, digital
0: marketing listeners? If 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 you got some capital and you want to jump into a quadplex, check out Gerardo. He's he's got your hookup over there. Hey, man! While I was listening to your 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 Snow King idea. I had another brilliant idea for you. Um, you got to go after. You got to go after the uh, the adult party market, brother. Um, snow uh, fireball cones.
1: Man, you know, I'm glad you bring that up. It's actually something we've been looking into. We actually had an event where we did uh, tequila snowballs. Yeah, we, we were selling them. The thing is, is that since we are mobile, we cannot. Get a alcohol permit. No, they got to so supply it for you. You just charge extra to, to to dish it out. You know that may be a loophole I haven't thought about. We well, think I, you before. know that's
0: that's why we had to talk today. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like buddy. idea. I like that thinking outside the box. Listen, man,
0: you know, this, this was a, a great interview. We're coming up on 30 minutes here. I like to keep my podcast less than 30 um, because the attention span of most of these people these days is, is about 30. But, um, you know, ultimately, this was very inspiring because, you know, you really get out of your comfort zone in, in, in the massive face of adversity. Uh, you are still charging hard. And, and, and that's very applaudable. So, um, what what final message do you want to leave with these uh, these podcasters today?
1: Oh, number one, get out of your comfort zone. The comfort zone is the most dangerous place on earth. You will never grow. You will never grow, and you will die with regret if you don't get out of that. That is my biggest fear. If I could just get a couple minutes to tell a small story, real quick. Yeah. I uh, last month I went to a business conference in Vegas. Never been to Vegas. Never flown somewhere by myself for a week. It was scary for me, I was contemplating not going and just staying home, but I forced myself to go. Something I tell myself every time that I get scared is, quit being a little bitch and just do it. Sorry, I don't know if I can trust. Fired up! (laughs) That's what I had to tell myself to go. Number two, while I was in Vegas, I am very scared of bungee jumping. It's something that scares me and I forced myself to go bungee jumping. (laughs) I remember being on the ledge, and looking out and sticking a foot out and the guys counting down three, two, and I contemplated, dude, I'm not gonna jump. But when he said one, I forced myself to take that leap. As I was going down, I forced myself a smile and just (laughs) looked up at the skyline of Vegas. It's those small steps that we take that get us out of our comfort zone that help us achieve the bigger steps. Take risks in life. If you're at your job that you hate, quit it. Quit your job if you hate it. Don't be there if you're not happy and do what you want to do,
0: man. But get f- out of that up. comfort zone, fire it up, fire it up. And uh, we're gonna share your uh, Snow King Facebook page, um, in this publication. Cool,
1: awesome, I appreciate that,
0: absolutely. And uh, you know, I really enjoyed this. This was uh, my first podcast with a guest, and uh, it was absolutely fantastic. We should do a- another one again soon, all right.
1: Awesome, for sure.
0: Hey, man, fire it up, man. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Have a better one. You guys have a great day. Charge hard.